the bottom line bombs on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off. Two pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. We're giving away $250 cash and $100 gift card. That's pretty good. Sign up today and exclusively on the SGPN app. Let's go. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am CJ Sullivan, your host for the next hour. So I feel like a fucking uh, Larry King for the following hour. Um, but I'm not. I'm more Andy Rooney, the original man in the box. Shout out to Andy Rooney. I picked up an Andy Rooney book when I was in uh, Missouri. One of those, uh, you know, bookstores where they have a thing outside of just books piled up. Usually it's free. This one said a dollar. I had to go inside to pay. I paid a dollar for good karma. For some, I felt like Andy Rooney. Like Andy Rooney would pay the dollar, but it was a Sandy Rooney book. I'm gonna write in Andy Rooney, and I'm like, I, he's the original man in the box. He's my inspiration. He's the. I have the same eyebrows as him. I'm becoming him. He was always a joke. People make fun of him, but he was great. I'm reading his book. It's all these columns like from the '70s and '80s, and it's awesome. It's really great. He has one about uh, hanging up clothes. How the closet is the worst place to hang up the clothes. And he's right. He's like, doorknobs are the best. Every door should have three doorknobs. That's what Andy Rooney said. At least three doorknobs to hang pants up on, shirts and shit like that. And uh, <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny. He's funny. Um, I'm not going to get into the full Andy Rooney. But <laughs> Nick Vatter, I was with Nick Vatter. I was uh funny, hilarious comedian when I was telling him about it. And he's like, yeah, how great is that? You know, on 60 minutes, <laughs> like Leslie Stahl, and Mike Wallace are going over to Baghdad. What do you got going on? I got to go to Afghanistan. I got under a minefield. Great. I'm going to talk about socks. Anyway, see you when you get back. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the bottom line bombs. I am the man in the box. As they uh, say, um, we will be talking. Um, let me see. NBA play-in bombs. I gave away four of them on Monday. Two more tonight. I went 0-2. Not going to lie. Went 0-2. We got two more tonight. I will give out more bombs for the first round games. The actual playoffs. This isn't the actual playoffs. This is a play-in. The dress rehearsal. The NBA makes you make sure you know that. They're like, this is not. This is not. I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count count. None of these stats are real. Nothing matters. So that's interesting. Um, so we got two more play-in games tonight. Um, and I'm going to give out first round series. I got some series bombs I'm going to give out and some game one bombs all this weekend. Uh, I was going to talk a little WNBA draft, a couple other stories. And I'll have a man in the box segment at the end, of course. About, uh, well, we'll see. Maybe sneaker related. So what a, what an exciting show we got for us. Um, but anyway, last night, first couple play-in tournament dress rehearsals, if you saw. <laughs> The Peter Tosh Tesh, John Tesh, um, the reggae orchestrator of the NBA song. Uh, yeah, we lost. Oh, and two. We gave out Miami minus four and a half and Lakers minus seven. And I said I wanted to fade the Lakers too, but I'm like, I just can't do it against that hilarious Minnesota squad to pull it up. That's how bad they were so bad. Both teams, Miami never, never in that game versus Atlanta. 
And the Lakers, they somehow won the worst game I've ever seen. I mean, that game was brutal. The Minnesota had 60 points at halftime, and they they wound up with like 102. And the game went to overtime. It was amazing. They scored. They're up 15 midway through the third quarter. Should have been up like 25. They should have been up 15 at halftime. They scored seven points in the last 11 minutes and still should have won the game. I get so excited there. Um, yeah, that was amazing. So you could just tell. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tip my cap. How are these, how are these teams already exhausted? Like, oh, these guys are spent coming down the wire. What? Oh man, the Minnesota was so the Lakers was even worse. Everyone's I like how Laker fans because Laker fans are assuming there's gonna go to the finals. And they're still saying it. They, they the way they celebrate is just amazing. They're te- they're painfully mediocre, and they beat a mediocre team. And somehow they survived, um, with the fouls, of course. But they did like, but I did, I didn't realizing, uh oh, maybe Darvin Ham's not a good coach. I, I like how that was the first game they realized that Darvin Ham might not be able to draw up a play because NBA coaching, it's ninety percent. You know, all season just dealing with these personalities was Darvin Ham's great at. You know, next NBA player, they all respect him. Blah blah blah. He told he got Westbrook the fuck out of there to send him to the other side of town. And then, um, but now playoff time comes, and now you have to actually draw a player two and make adjustments and things like that. And uh, they're like, whoops, oh, this is the part. This is the part we were not uh, thinking about. That last play. So the Lakers are up three with a second to go. And, uh, you know, as the NBA does, you get to move the ball up about 70 feet and set up a nice buzzer beater shot. What a ridiculous role that is. I mean, I, mean, I like it because it's the, M- the NBA. I like how transparent the NBA is. Like, we are just making an entertaining TV show. We don't care about the sanctity of, the game, of anything. Um, and so then they, they somehow they lose Mike Conley. He's in the corner. How do you lose him with a second to go wide open? Then Anthony Davis comes and just absolutely destroys. He didn't destroy it, but he fouled him. He, that was an NBA foul. And uh, they all look up. I like when they all look up, like, like, oh, like they, like they, like they refs job them. Fans are booing. LeBron's looking up at the screen. First of all, th- those were the first free throws the <laughs> Timberwolves got the entire second half. It's just established that the referees are going to give the Lakers calls. It was like 20 free throws at 10, whatever. But those were the first free throws. They got all second half. It was three free throws. So anyway, they look up the, they look up the screen. I like when they look up the screen, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, he did it. Like even LeBron is like, God damn it, you moron. AD. And AD's just, uh, I love him. Anyway. So the Lakers survive and then they'll play the Grizz. We'll get into that in the, uh, in the future, the other game was uh, Atlanta, Miami. Atlanta shocked everyone. I gave out Miami minus four and a half. Um, Lakers did win, by the way, but not covered, obviously, winning by six in overtime. And I even got a good number at seven. I still couldn't do it. Even though Minnesota wanted them to cover. Um, Miami, holy God. Butler missed so many layups. But what I th- what's funny about that is, so Atlanta. You know, they played, they just dominated the boards on Miami. Just looks bad. They were the one seed last year. How do Miami does this every year? They're the one seed. Then they barely make the playoffs the following year. They're like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing either. 
Like I said, Jimmy Butler is just a scary person. I love him, though. Let's go. I hope that they'll still get in there. But now they're just going to get murdered by Milwaukee. <laughs> That's the thing. Milwaukee's just going to wipe the floor. I do like how uh, it's funny how so Miami played bad. Atlanta played well. Give them the credit for that. But that story was Kyle Lowry, because Kyle Lowry had 33 points for Miami. You, you don't expect that. And they're like, well, you you wasted that. You're never going to see that again. Because Kyle Lowry does have those one playoff games out of nowhere, and then, like, that's it for a, a two weeks. So that's why it seemed like an extra wasted effort, where Kyle Lowry played well, and nobody else did for Miami. Kyle Lowry is the best. Taking charges. Terrible basketball. It was awful looking. He's got that ski low kind of look. I want to wish I was a bit taller basketball video. Like the long t-shirt, like the short guys with the long t-shirts underneath the tank tops. And no, what for? Uh, but I love Kyle Lowry. I feel like, um, so yeah, good for Atlanta. Now they get to go to Boston and get destroyed by Boston. So, um, all right. That's it for those 0-2 bombs. We got two more tonight. I'll get into them on the second half after this and some uh, WNBA, and then we'll get into some man box, and then I'll give you some big, big first-round bombs coming up. But first, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Sunglasses. They're an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've worn. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures, and that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. You heard that right. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your, your back long after you purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good, feel good. They donated 20 million meals to fight hunger or feeding America. That sounds fake. If you don't love them, exchange a new pair. Return it for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. The team always has your back. And exclusively exclusively for Bottom Line Bomb listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off. Two pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you'll see why they're rated five stars by over 200,000 people. I do like, uh, well, I should talk about the, and the NBA Survivor Challenge. Make sure to check out our NBA Playoff Survivor Challenge. Completely free to enter. Winner gets 250 cash, $100 SGPN gift card exclusively on the SGPN app. Free sunglasses. I like the broken sunglasses. They'll replace them. No questions asked. Good, because that is a story I'm embarrassed about. Oh, man. All right. So let's get into it. Um, before I get into the two play-on games tonight, which I discussed on Monday, I already gave out the picks. I'll I'll, re, I'll recap it just in case, but by the time you're listening to this tonight, you won't. Uh, my picks will be meaningless, which are meaningless anyway. And thank, but if you're watching on YouTube, which I see a couple of you are, make sure you like this video by the way you on YouTube and subscribe to it. And of course, subscribe to the podcast. I need numbers. I just saw the early numbers. Not good. I need to do some things. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to promote. I talk on a show that you're already listening to. That's not how you promote. Anyway, uh, the WNBA draft was Monday. That was fun. <laughs> Someone asked me, speaking of Minnesota, because they had the number two pick. I love the WNBA draft. It was, it was on Monday. Um, it used to be like 9 a.m. 
after the women's championship college basketball like that because they have impulse shopping the ladies like to do. Imagine if the NBA draft was the morning after the finals. Okay, who did you, uh, the uh, NBA NCAA championship game? All right, just let's just draft every UConn player. They look good. It's just weird. They don't want to waste any time. All right, let's do it. Let's let's draft them all. And so, um, what's your face went number one? Of course, that was, it's funny when you read these articles because like. There's not too many experts on the WNBA draft. Like grading the WNBA draft. The Indiana Fever getting an A plus because they're the number one pick and they got a Leah Boston. The rest of the league, yeah, I don't know. Question marks. We have no idea. We have no idea after the number one pick. Aaliyah Boston's a player of the year. She's great. So A plus for Indiana. Other than that, no idea. Maybe an F. Who knows? See the NBA draft, like, whoa, okay, well, what about Caitlin Clark or Angel Reese? You know, the two rivals, the new Larry and Magic. And then you realize they're not, uh, they're not eligible because of the WNBA draft rules. I look into those; they're hilarious. You have to be 22 before you can get drafted. You can't, like, you cannot leave early. You have to be there four years. You have to be 20. There's no way this is legal, but. It's so funny because these players don't want to be in the draft. The WNBA draft is the closest thing we have to an actual draft, the military draft, where these these women are trying to dodge it for good reason. Halen Clark might do another fifth year. He said, not even next year, but a year afterwards. Like, yeah, I got my COVID year. I want to cash that in because you're going to make 10 times the money they are in college than they are in WNBA. Like, that's the last place I want to be. That's like military listing. Like I have to serve, I have to go serve a couple years with the storm. And Angel Reese, like, yeah, why the fuck would I do? Why the hell would I go to the NBA right now? I'm doing music. I'm doing songs with Lil Wayne for crying out loud. I think she is. Um, but it's like, yeah, with the, not just with the NIL, with anything like the W and it's funny too. I was reading other than like the first three picks of the WNBA draft. You're not even guaranteed to have to make the team. They cut the eighth player in the draft last year before the season even started. How crazy is that? Imagine the number eighth overall pick not making the roster because there's 12 teams. I think in the WNBA. Yeah. 12 teams, 12 players each. That's only it. According to my math, 144 lady pro jobs. And so, you know, there's just not a lot of influx and outflux. So you can like maybe get a couple of players. That's it. That was real. So anyway, Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner's got a book coming out. Speaking of the lady WNBAs. It's smoking my weed. <laughs> Talking about her harrowing 10 months in Russia. All four. It's smoking my weed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm discovering new things on the soundboard. I know how corny it is, but I kind of almost want to crank out all the, uh, you know. That's fun. Um, it's amazing to me. Uh, you know, it must have been terrible being in a Russian jail for that. It's amazing to me that, that that's like polar, like polarizing, and like like that, like that's how split everyone is politically. 
But just people against Brittany Griner. You could you commit a crime in another country, that's what you get. How could you be for someone being locked up in a Russian jail for weed? That's an American. That's anybody. That's anyone in the world. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, good God. Anyway. Um, so I can't wait to read Brittany Griner's book. I, I'm not going to read any book. I'm read, I read Andy Rooney's book. That's about it. I read books on a plane. I can read 90% of the book on, a, on an airplane. And then um, I'm like, oh, okay. I just got to finish this when I get home. Bring it home with me and I'll never touch it again. Because why would I? There's an option of TV that has everything in the world. Anyway. Um, so let's get to... Uh, that's enough lady lady talk. Although I love I love lady NBA WNBA talk. I can talk it all day. Uh, two more playing games. We said let's get back to that. Let's crank the back so as the energy gets down. Couple more playing tournaments. He's on count for stats. It's a dress rehearsal. It's a tournament we created during COVID to get more teams in. Now we just want more money, as much money as possible. We don't care about the players' health. It's a long fucking song. Um, so here are the nine, ten games. These are the single elimination. This is definitely winner go home. You got Bulls, Toronto, and New Orleans, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Good God, I like them. I gave out Oklahoma City plus five and a half. The Bulls plus five and a half. They're up. They're now at six, by the way. But I'll stick with the five and a half because that's what I gave it out at on Monday. Um, two dogs, both dogs covered last night and both unders, by the way, it looks and it, unders. I, I might, I might throw a toss another under in there just because, um, well, one I'm chasing because these are, these are game seven playoffs. It's not like the other series, which we'll get into about the first round. These are, these are basically game seven. These are winner go home. So you in elimination games, you kind of want to lean towards the under. So I want to add. Minus two fourteen and a half is a low number, but we're gonna take the under. Uh, Bulls Toronto, let's detonate that real quick. And okay, see New Orleans is two twenty seven. I think it's come down since two thirty. Yikes! That's a. Let's just take the under. Bomb that. So that's two unders and two dogs. I don't know. If four dogs are gonna cover these playing games, but if you've been following me, then probably both favorite to them. But the Pelicans, they're a loaded team. They just. I just don't trust them. They, of course, will not have Zion. Zion clarified. Um, Zion Williamson, their superstar. He's been out with a bad hamstring since January 2nd. Dear Lord. That's a long time to be out with a hamstring injury. <laughs> I mean, was he shot? What is going on? When is he going to play? And he even said he's not hurt. His quote said, "Physically, I'm fine. Now it's just a matter of time. Now it's just a matter of when I feel like Zion. That's fun. That's fun. We talk third person and we talk about not playing. Dog. <laughs> Dog. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I'm just going through these things. I mean, oh my god. Oh my god. Physically, I'm fine. I'm just not Zion. Yeah, you got to be Zion. It's a mental thing, he said. 
And like, what about the playoffs? He goes, ah, I know what the playoff atmosphere is like. I did that last year. That's off the che- that's off the fucking checklist. Done that. Cool. Cool Zion. Well, God forbid. Then he goes on to say, I don't know why people think I don't want to play. Why would it say I want nothing more in the world than to play? Well, you you just said it. You're physically fine. But you're not Zion. Damar Hamlin almost literally died on the football field. And he is closer to playing than Zion Williamson. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Orleans. People just hate playing for them. Healthy, but not Zion. So uh, they have a lot of great players, so they will not have that. Um, OKC is a team. I can just say that the league is like, they don't want to. Okay. No one wants OKC to go through. I, I'm sh- I'm shocked at Oklahoma that the NBA hasn't just inserted the Mavericks into this game. The Mavericks who openly said, yeah, we're good. You sure? Yeah, he's like, you sure? We'll get you in right now. We'll get, we'll make up an exemption. We're the NBA. We make up things all the time. We do not want the Thunder in his play and playoff games. We want, we need you guys with your anti-Semitic point guard and white. And you got a white star. Are you kidding me? We need you, Kyrie and Luca. Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're all set. We'd rather we'd rather have another dude. We're gonna draft a dude. We wanna protect a dude. Protect the dude pick. Um so yeah. So I think it'll be I don't know, hope it'll be a close game. If not, what's the other game? Oh, Bulls Toronto. Good lord. So I don't like that one. I took the Bulls just because I was in Chicago. <laughs> not just because I was in Chicago last week. Levine's playing great. Um they're just I don't know what they are. It's hard to tell what these what those bulls are. Toronto's good at home. I just don't trust Toronto too. And Nick Nurse is supposedly gone. And uh, just these survival games. And then you have Drake up there. What is, how weird is Drake as an NBA fan? He's got the Raptor fan, but he has tattoos of numbers of the Golden State Warriors on his arm. And Kevin Durant. He probably regrets that one. Um, so anyway, we'll get into that. Uh, so we got the Bulls and Thunder tonight. So if you're fading, if you're if you're following my system, go ahead and fade that and play both favorites. If you're feeling like Zion, I just don't know if I'm feeling like Zion. Well, can Zion ask Zion when he feel, thinks he's going to feel like that? A hamstring's fine. Why do you even ask? <laughs> oh man! So let's get to the round one bombs here. Let me um. Let me go a quick ad read too, and then we'll get to that. Uh, underdog fantasy, real quick. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's a great place to get down fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 23 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Thank you for watching live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and Link on the screen and all that stuff. If you are doing props, by the way, a couple guys I like, Dyson Daniels and Najee Marshall for the Pelicans game. Um, you like to play the bench players in those home games, although the Lakers bench last night. Oh, God, they did nothing. It's so funny. Uh, oh, man. We didn't get a great. Let's get right into that Lakers series because I said I wanted to face uh, 
I wanted to fade Lakers last night. I couldn't versus Minnesota. But the Lakers were so bad, I couldn't put them. Whatever. Not bad. I got LeBron and AD, but they're such a fucking premium you have to pay with the Lakers because of the Laker fans, and they're so delusional. With the book, Laker fans are so delusional. They love to bet them to win a championship. They think they're going to roll through Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, I think the Grizzlies are, might smoke these fucking Lakers. The series price is minus 140 for the Grizz. We would have got an even better one if the Lakers looked somewhat competent last night, but they didn't. All the renters, Vanderbilt, all those guys, and Darvinham, they all looked shook. They have no idea what they're doing. AD and LeBron do, of course, but no one else did. And Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder hitting that big three ball. I feel bad for Schroeder. People love making fun of all the money he turned down because he turned down a $90 million contract and then had to sign for like $3 million. Hey, we all, that's what they, <laughs> they love saying, always bet on yourself. Yeah, well, sometimes that bet loses. And Schroeder bet on himself and crapped out. So don't always bet on yourself. Bet on, bet on a sure thing. Lock up a profit. Let, let, let that uh, be a lesson to you. I like Schroeder. He's the German Rondo. Is that what they call him? Um, <laughs> that's supposed to be Shakira. Oh, man. Um, anyway, so let's get into tonight's. Tonight's edition of. That was a disgusting act. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're not making any sense. So Lakers, uh, Grizzlies, these Grizzlies. Go. So everyone says Lakers have a chance, and they do have a chance, obviously. You have LeBron, AD, of course you have a chance. Um, because there's no Steven Adams for the Grizzlies. That is big. He's out for the whole playoffs. I love Steven Adams. He's fucking Aquaman. He looks just like he's in that. He's even at a phone commercial with what's her face from... Uh, Betsy or what's her name? Uh, on her shoulder. She's never in the same frame with any of the celebrities. It's kind of hilarious. Even this one, she's on Steven Adams' shoulders. Um, so the Grizzlies are minus three and a half game one. I like the Grizzlies in that game. Game one as well. Let's give out. Let's give that out. Memphis Grizzlies minus three and a half game one. The Grizzlies minus one forty for the series. Bomb that one. I even like Grizzlies minus a minus a game and a half. I think they win this. I think they win this thing and f- uh, possibly five. Grizzlies in five at nine to one. We got a small bomb. People are just, like, people hate these Grizzlies. I, I get it. They're they're uh, they're a villain. You got Ja Morant. <laughs> Tom Moran, who's had to deal with a lot, so much growing up in the suburbs and becoming a gangster, doing Instagram live videos from strip clubs and with guns that he carries on planes. He had to go to therapy for it, just how to deal. I mean, just oh, the, the harrowing tales. He's had police cam footage of the guy. <laughs> the kid, 17 year old kid telling the cops the stories about how John Moran and them jumped them because they got their truck and trash during a pickup basketball game. <laughs> and the cops are just telling these Memphis. I mean, yeah, this kid's just telling the Memphis cops about John Morant. Like John Morant, the basketball player. Oh yeah. We know. Oh, we know John. Yeah. You're talking about that John. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, he, 10 minutes guys just jumped on me and pummeled me. <laughs> All right. They were so happy. These racist ass cops. We got to go to John Moran's house, arrest ourselves a millionaire. And they did. 
Anyway, but his Grizzlies team's good. And yes, Dylan Brooks, everyone hates him, and uh, they're vain. They're all shooting. And I get it. They're jerks. And they're like, they haven't won anything. They said, that's, what, that's what they're banking on. How they haven't won anything and they talk trash. They, of course, they, they talk shit. Everyone in the NBA talks shit. Because they do dancing before, they do do ridiculous dancing. That's what the whole league is. It's all memes and humiliating other people. So the Grizzlies get it. They are the modern millennial team or Gen Z kind of team. They're the TikTok team of humiliation. And they can't wait to embarrass old men like LeBron and AD. So I believe the game is Sun Saturday. There's like 18 games. They might be Sunday, but the Lakers are old. So I don't, I just don't see this. Uh... Yeah. People are just already trying to pencil the Lakers in through them, Grizzlies, and then through uh, either Golden State or Sacramento. But we're going to, like I said, detonate that bomb Memphis Grizzlies series and game one. When we come back Monday, we'll do the old zigzag theory. That's an old NBA gambling, uh, Staple in the playoffs. They call it the zigzag theory. Books have adjusted to it, though, years from now. It used to be no matter what happened, game one, you usually want to take the dog, getting a lot of points. And then no matter what happens, you take the opposite in game two. And then three, four. It usually goes up. Like the dog covers, then the favor will cover, over covers, then the under will cover. It usually zigzags. But now the books have adjusted and kind of moved the number a lot towards it. So you can't do it as much. But I still do. I'm interested to see what happens in these playoffs. If how much the regular, because I know the regular season does mean nothing, but some of it has to, right? When it comes to these win road, home road splits, let's get into it. Sacramento, Golden State. This is the best series of the uh, first round. Everyone's excited for another one where Golden State, who is the sixth seed, our huge favorite over the three seed. You can get Sacramento at plus 235. That's one and a half of opening game, which is amazing. So if you think Sacramento is going to win that first, first game, which I do, then you take, do you take their series price just because it's going to come down? That's what's interesting about NBA series prices. They move up and down in NHL series prices. They move up and down throughout the series. So a lot of times you can manipulate the number by who you like in the first game. So whoever wins the first game, the series price is going to move towards their number. So if you like the Grizzlies, like I said, three and a half of the 140, the money line's even bigger for just take the money line for the series. And then when it moves up, you can hedge it and take the Lakers if you want. Something like that. I don't want to take the Lakers, but I might want Golden State. I like everyone likes Golden State, and everyone thinks we're putting them in the finals too. The Golden State. Was not Golden State this year. Yes, they had injuries. And yes, now they have Harrison Barnes. Not Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes on Sacramento. The ex-Golden State Warrior. Who has always been discredited, by the way. Harrison Barnes. I'm going to get into this. This is a huge rival. Sacramento just wants some kind of credit. Their fans are hilarious. Sacramento's full of dorks. The weird town. But they are thirsty. They are hungry. They love their team. They're the state capital, but nobody cares. You know, the state capitals are always those rural towns that we just make because they'll do the paperwork. You got LA and San Francisco. Those are the cool cities. Like, all right, Sacramento, you can be the capital. Just do all the insurance for us, will you? Tickets are going for $1,400 <laughs> for a first-round tick for game one, for a first-round game. That's how hungry they are for playoffs up there in Sacramento. Um, 
So they've been awesome all year, and they've been running. This total is 238.5, which is a lot. I like the over. Apparently, they're going to run even faster come playoff time. They've been holding back. They do nothing but run. I love this Sacramento team. I think their numbers are insane. The only reason why people are not back in Sacramento is because they're young and they haven't they haven't done it. And there's an old staple where you got to got to have been there before for the playoffs. You have to earn your stripes, which is kind of which is true in the history. But I don't know. This is a different NBA. No one earns anything anymore. They just take. It's just theirs. It's just generation entitlement. So I think Sacramento is entitled to this. <laughs> I think they can clear through the West. You can get them a 20 to one to win the West. As a matter of fact, let's detonate that little bomb. 20 to one Sacramento. You can get a 50 to one to win it all. Why not? This West is wide open. There's question marks on every team. So I'm going to hit, I'm going to put my hitches on Sacramento. The series at 235 plus 235. We're going to put a huge bomb on that. But also what I my favorite bet of the series, Sacramento plus a game and a half. You can do like a spread. Plus 110, you get plus money. Bomb all those. Bomb Sacramento. Bomb all the Sacramentos. Bomb Sacramento game one minus one. Bomb the over 238 and a half. Those are four Sacramento bombs. Why am I talking like Seinfeld? Seinfeld giving out picks and winners. Um, but yeah, so you can do plus one and a half, minus one and a half. That's that's a certain way to like adjust the prices. Like if you like, we're gonna do that with another series. If you if you don't want to lay a heavy juice on a series, you can lay minus the games, meaning they'll win in six or seven or five, whatever. So if that series goes seven, Sacramento Golden State, you win if you have plus one and a half, no matter what, even if they win or lose. But I think Sacramento's gonna win this. I think Golden State has been awful on the road. I don't think that just changes. Although they do know all they have to do is win one game. On the road, and they usually get that first game. But I don't. Th- I think they're in for. I don't think. I don't think uh, um, Andrew Wiggins being. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is back, but he just got back. They still have need some adjusting. Adjusting. And this is a perfect year. They kind of s- slipped into that championship last year. I mean, obviously they're champions, they're veterans, they're so many greats. But a lot of a lot of things opened up for them to get that way. This is a perfect year for a champion to bow out first round. And it's a story we won't even remember a couple weeks from now. It'll be a big story, and then it won't be. I think Golden State is out. Out. And here, this number, I love this number. Plus 235. Harrison Barnes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some Harrison Barnes numbers. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, they used to say how unfair it was, and it was unfair they acted like they at there was a championship team or a team that lost in the finals, and then they just added Kevin Durant and didn't lose anything. They said, like, and, then, and they added Kevin Durant, which is true, but they lost Harrison Barnes, who was you know eighteen a game. He, that's who he replaced. They upgraded from Barnes to Durant, but they act like Barnes didn't exist and he was terrible. He wasn't terrible. He signed like a max contract with the Mavericks, and then Durant filled in for him. I mean, he was an upgrade, of course. He's Kevin Durant. Um. But it was pretty insulting to Harrison Barnes. And this Sacramento team and with Fox and these guys, they're just speed. Is Vladdy still involved with those guys? I saw Vladdy one time in a smoke shop in LA. He was buying his Palestinian cigarettes or whatever the hell he was smoking. I guess it was uh, weird choking cigarettes. Full on, full on non filter cancer cigarettes. I have like, you know, an Arabic and shit. 
He likes to smoke. I was buying a case of whippets. Anyway, uh, so I love that series. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great series anyway. But um, we are putting all the bombs on Sacramento. So we have Sacramento minus one and a half. Sacramento over two thirty eight and a half. Sacramento plus two thirty in the series, and Sacramento plus one and a half, plus one ten in the series. Those are four sack bombs, and we have two grizz bombs. That's six bombs for the first round. All right, next series, let's get into uh, Knicks, Cavs. Good series. Good. That's a good Eastern Conference series. New York Knicks versus Cleveland. Um, Cleveland is minus 215 in the series. This is a small number, too, I think, for what it should be. I think Cleveland's going to fucking run the Knicks out of the damn gym. And this is what the Knicks do every year, almost. Tom Thibodeau. He's the ultimate regular season coach. He loves the regular season. He runs people on the ground, and they like, oh, maybe this is their year. Well, every year, he did this with the Bulls. He does it with the Knicks, and he gets these dumb Nick fans all excited because they haven't won anything since 73. In the most famous arena in the world, Madison Square Garden. Like I said, it's the most famous arena in the world because you won't shut up about it, New York. Nothing happens there, but you guys... Fantastic losses, except for Larry Johnson, four point play during a shortened season. Anyway, point is, Thibodeau does this every year in the regular season. And he just drills players into the ground and makes them try because they're the ones trying out there. Come playoff time, everyone tries, everyone plays defense, everyone does. So it's not the same. And now you have Julius Randle. Julius Randle's already hurt. He's your best player you need, and he's already hurt because Thibodeau runs these assholes into the ground. The players aren't assholes. David isn't an asshole either. He benches 400 pounds. I don't want him mad at me. Um, but I will say this. Thibodeau's usually a defensive uh, you know, stalwart. That's his thing. This time, he did let this team run. They do run. So, so we do have a small total of 214.5 game. So um, I'm weary of laying the six game one just because, like I said, the, the dogs usually do come through. Big dogs come through in game one. But I do like that over 214 and a half. Nick's Cleveland. Let me, bomb, let me go ahead and bomb that. My seventh bomb. There's a lot of bombs. But we're going to make a big series play here. We got Cavs minus 215. If you want to lay the juice, I'm going to lay the game and a half at plus 105. I think the Cavs take care of this in six, maybe five. Probably five. Six uh, would be fun because I want to say in six, Cavs in six, because it'd be fun to happen in the garden. It's got to happen in the most famous arena because they have the most famous losses where villains come in and beat them. So I'm going to give out Cavs in six with Donovan Mitchell dropping 45 in game six in the garden because the Knicks never gave him an offer. Donovan Mitchell should be on the Knicks. That was a no fucking brainer. That Jalen Brunson, who's been great. Mavis obviously miss him, but Donovan Mitchell should be the star there. Now you have these mid-range bums. They played well because they always do in regular season, but let's give out Cleveland Cavaliers minus one and a half games plus 105. Bomb that! <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is, uh, all right, that's three series I just went through. I will say Thibodeau, um, 
Uh, everyone likes him, and he is a good coach. I'm not saying he's not a bad coach, he, but he puts too much emphasis on regular season. He has chilled out a bit, so maybe that helped. That's what I think with the offense. Bulls fans like to say how much, uh, how he ran Derrick Rose into the ground, and that's why they didn't have a chance. That's why they had all these blown opportunities for the playoffs. Well, one, they went up against LeBron James. A lot of people just went up against LeBron James. That's why the Bulls didn't have a chance. And Derrick Rose kept getting hurt. I mean, that, that wasn't Tibbs' fault. That's what Derrick Rose did. He got he he blows his knee out. He got hurt, and then he got hurt again, and then he got hurt again. Like eventually, you have to play Derrick Rose in the court. So what are you going to do? He shouldn't be playing. Well, when should he play? Because every time he plays, he gets hurt. So I feel bad for Tibbs for that. Anyway, they're getting knocked out again, and I can't wait because he's Knicks fans. Because these Knicks fans fall for this shit every year. This is it. This is my Spike clean. God, uh, the celebrity sightings and Nick games. So, yeah. it's better than the U.S. Open one. Ben Stiller. Um, Woody Allen one time, I remember, it was like, like there's like this VIP suite booth, whatever, and all these things, and Spike Lee, and, and they, they asked him to, they asked him to do like a short little film or something. In order to get the free suites and free seats, and obviously you do it, Spike Lee did. And Woody Allen's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do it." Okay, we well, can't have any seats anymore. Okay, I get it. I'm moving to France, I'm playing a trumpet instead. All right, I didn't want to marry my stepdaughter. Anyway, adopted. Um, so that is a lot of bombs. What else is there? There's before we get to the man in the box, and then we'll get out of here. There's a lot of series. I don't want to break too many. I mean. My Sixers play the Brooklyn Nets. That's a, this is an interesting series. Sixers are like minus 900. Game one is eight and a half. Over under 216 and a half. I like the over and I like Brooklyn game one. Like I said, the dogs always, not always, the dogs tend to cover those big numbers game one. And then you come back and ha- wake them up. Philly always needs a wake up call. Doc Rivers is just incredible. I would love the Sixers chances more if they fired Doc Rivers the day before the playoffs. He is he is the biggest con man in the NBA. How he keeps getting these jobs for not one Celtics championship when they had a loaded squad. It's amazing. That voice. You hear Doc Rivers' old broadcasting voice. He doesn't talk like that. Joel Embiid. I mean, if Joel's not the MVP. He scored, he scored like 50 points and they won by two because of his meltdown. Anyway. <clears throat> They should obviously take care of Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. They showed heart. They traded away their players to Durant, you know, Harden, Ben Simmons, shut him down and brought up these guys. I mean, Mikhail Bridges, an old Philly Villanova guy. Mikhail Bridges, who the Sixers trade, drafted and traded. His mom worked for the, his mom worked for the team. There was like a whole moment where they told her, oh, we drafted your son. They're crying, hugging. And 10 minutes later, oh, we traded him to Phoenix for no reason, by the way. No one's ever explained to me why they traded him in Philly. It's never worked out. They, they, they're tinkering too much. That's why I hate the Sixer team. I never, you can't trust them. They always fall. So you can't trust them to cover big numbers. So I'm going to take Brooklyn plus eight and a half game one. And over 216 and a half. Um, as well, game one. That's a low number. I think 
The unders hitting the play-in tournaments, I think there's elimination games. You're going to see these early on playoff games. A lot of these overs are going to hit. Especially the Sixers. Uh, that's the new big thing there where their transition defense apparently is really bad. No shit. Um, you think Doc Rivers with a week and a half and everyone talking about their transition defense, he'll be like, okay, maybe I'll do something just But I don't trust Doc. Doc walks around with $3,000 in cash in his pocket and it falls out. And money clips that people are pointing out to him. All right. Anyway. Um... So, I mean, I feel like the Sixers will win the series. If I was going to give out a series bet, I like Brooklyn plus two and a half games at plus 125. That means they just have to win two games, which I think they're going to. That's not easy, but I think they can get two and a half games. They play, they play inspired ball. They had a rival. Remember that when he used to fucking just shove people and laugh about it? That whole Embiid thing. B. Petrovka, welcome to the chat. Fucking Nets Bridges. I know. I get it. I don't understand why Mikel Bridges is playing amazing for him. The Barclay Center in Brooklyn, the Hipsterville. Not are the perfect Brooklyn Nets because nobody knows who they are. But they play. They play inspired ball. Welcome to the bottom line bombs. You're just in time as the um, show is pretty much over. And then effing Sixers. Sixers, the most untrustworthy team. Let's recap real quick. All the NBA first round bombs besides tonight's Chicago plus five and a half. Oh yeah. We gave out unders too. We have bulls plus five and a half under two fourteen and a half. and a half. Oklahoma city plus five and a half under two twenty seven. But game one and game one, we have Brooklyn plus eight and a half bomb it. Brooklyn Philly over 216 and a half. Bomb it. Knicks Cavs over 214 and a half. Bam it. Sacramento Golden State over 238 and a half. I mean, come. We're going to be playing the over in every single one of those games until further notice. Sacramento is just a pure track team. They just pan the ball like it's a baton and they just run. Also, Sacramento minus one bomb that, and Grizzlies minus three and a half bomb it. So that is six game one bombs I gave out. Six game one bombs. But series plays, we got we got four or five series plays. I got uh, Sacramento plus two thirty five. Also plus one and a half games at plus one ten. Bomb both of those. And if you want to do a future, I like Sacramento to win the Western Conference at 20 to 1. Great number for them. Uh, Cavaliers minus a game and a half, plus 105 over the Knicks. Thibodeau in the regular season is just a fucking joke. I mean, he's great in regular season in the playoffs. He runs these guys to the ground. And they will lose. Actually, and I love Cavs in, in six specifically because the Knicks love losing dramatic publicized games at the garden, the most famous arena in the world, because New York doesn't shut up about it. That's why it's famous. Cause New York, you, you have a loud mouth. Not because you guys win because you won't stop talking about how all these people like Reggie Miller and that come in there and beat you. The Cavs in six plus one and a half minus one and a half or minus two fifteen If you want to lay the juice for the whole series. Grizzlies minus 140 in the series to beat the old man Lakers. The TikTok team of generation of humiliation. The modern NBA team, they get it's all about embarrassing your opponent. And the Grizzlies cannot wait to embarrass old men Lakers. So bomb that. 
All right, let's welcome it. Now let's get into. We are the man. I am the man in the box. Um, yeah, welcome. So that's the NBA. We'll keep it. We'll keep it NBA themed. Not too many things to complain, but there was a story about the uh, Michael Jordan shoes went at an auction. Speaking of NBA playoffs, uh, I think it was Game Two of the '98 NBA Finals went up for an auction for two point two million dollars. Pretty special Jordan Thirteens and whatever. Um. 2.2 million, whatever. So I get it. For Warren, autographed by Michael Jordan, the Air Jordans. That's the big thing. And then there's that movie Air about Jordans that doesn't have Michael Jordan in it for some reason. They don't even mention him. I mean, they mention him. They have his mom, Viola Davis, or whatever. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. How about these movies? Enough of these movies about the story of a plucky company, the rise of a company. Of a shoe company that became a lord, that became a giant in child slave labor laws. What an inspiring tale! Oh my God, they were a sneaker company and they risked it all when they when they gave a contract to a a, a, a rookie. That's what they. That's, that's in the chart. I haven't seen it yet, but I will shit on it. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, hear me out. We're gonna get. We're gonna give out the shoot to a rook, a rookie. What, have you lost your mind? Yeah, well, that rookie turned out to be Michael Jordan, and we're, who gives a fuck? We're a shoe company, nineteen eighty-two, that makes tennis shoes and track shoes. A ro 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 rookie. Oh, what an inspiring story of a corporation. And you got Sonny Vaccaro doing our media rounds and he's talking about like, Oh, if Michael Jordan's mom, that's why old Davis plays Michael Jordan's mom. If that didn't happen, if we didn't convince her, then the story of marketing might be changed forever. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, what a, what a tragic, what a, tr could you imagine that world? If shoe marketing was different, am I supposed to be inspired by, by this, by, <laughs> by selling $200 shoes made by fucking, Oh, child, child slavery. These fucking. Oh my god, they do it. They make slave camps. These kids make shoes, six dollars shoes, and they sell them for two hundred dollars. What a what an inspiring tale. Oh what a and how they've, people get murdered for these shoes. What a great oh what a. That's great seminal air America. It actually is the most American story. Marketing, advertising, murder. For fucking cheap pieces of rubber, based on, and I would say it's off the back of a of a black man, but Michael Jordan did pretty well, pretty well for himself. Republicans buy shoes too. Famous quote by Michael Jordan: "Why he never say anything political." Um, other than that, uh, I don't have too much to get angry about. I did mention uh, uh, the last time I mentioned uh, when I was at the airport, a guy who wouldn't open a window to look at the Grand Canyon because he was watching Law and Order on his computer. Oh, he didn't get picked up at LAX, and um, this is that's funny to me. She's a mess. L LAX, if you don't know, is the worst place in the world, the worst airport in the world. Burbank's not nicest, greatest airport. But every airport's got that traffic, and it's got the people who's got to keep things going. You know, keep traffic moving. 
you know, blowing a whistle nonstop. They just yell at you. They're like, it's the ultimate like high school, like school crossing guard of keeping traffic going, but it's the airport. People are trying to come up and ask, ask them questions and they're just shaking their head. No, before they even ask, no, no, move no, no. Do you enjoy your life? No, no. Is it how you thought things were going to go? No, no. I get it. I mean, you give us an inch, we'll take a fucking mile at that airport pickup scene. Cause you know, once you got to finally scoot and drive off and do another lap, that's another 25 minutes. I have to go into cell phone lock, whatever the hell that is. B. Petrovka says about the uh, Nike. <laughs> he wants a movie about a ragtag business that's crushed by evil corporations with ease. I like that too. Just fucking like a bunch of mom and pop bookstores that Borders came in and buried them and never looked back. <laughs> then they went bankrupt. Um <laughs> Evil corporates with ease crushing is kind of great. I mean, they're trying to make this like the ragtag night. Like, once you get by Nikes, the same shit with the Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, that plucky Ford company. Mm-mm-mm. What time we got here? Oh boy, we're almost under an hour. Almost at an hour. I should wrap this show up. Uh, I was going to talk about Venmo <laughs> for some reason, as Nick Vaderat said. Uh, people are worried about their information on TikTok. Me on Venmo, you tell everybody who, not only how much money you have, but what you're spending it on. It's a weird social app where you're open. Oh, My thing with Venmo is what I like is the, uh, I mean, I haven't set the private, but the Venmo request is an interesting option. You can pay someone in Venmo or Zelle, you know, Cash App, or the request. I like the request. Then you're like a small time bookie, you know, your friends for Pete. Like, Hey, that the juice is running on that pizza. You know, just want you to know $10 request. I don't know why you make me do this to you. You think I like this? You think I like asking my friends for this? My family, my family, but Hey, business is business. Points of points on that on that dinner tab. You had the calamari. Don't think, don't act like you didn't share that calamari. You got it on the apps, all right? Just know I know that you know. I have a request. I mean, it's just weird sending requests. I mean, I'm, I'm really gonna. I'm sweating this guy because I paid for his bucket of balls at the driving range. Anyway, that's gonna do it for the man in the box. That's the old golf swing. Let me get, let me get some fun. Uh, we got we got those um, we got those NBA bombs. A lot to deal with there. Um, I gave them all out. I'm not going to recap them again. Um, if you are on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to this YouTube page, Brian Petrovka, you specifically, and like it. I won't. I won't do any more requests. Subs- five star review the podcast. Subscribe to that. These numbers are awful. I don't know how long I can do this. It's just me in a box yelling to nobody. Not true. But anyway, give us stars, reviews. If you're in Spokane, Washington, I will be there. Done. Thank you. Make sure you like it, too. Um, 
I mean, Spokane, Washington, doesn't matter. Uh, yes, uh, just subscribe. And like it, Spotify, iTunes, I don't care what, what it is. Maybe I should do a contest, something that, and, you know, give out some man in a box merch for people to give reviews. Maybe I'll just talk about things that I never do. All kinds of things. 700 billion and a trillion 300 million. <laughs> Old Joey B. I'm just, I just like soundboard. What if I did a show of all soundboards? That is a disgusting act. I mean, there's nothing funnier than that, right? <laughs> I go home and get your fucking shine box. Just corny sound drops the entire time. I should do that for my band box of promo clips and just have them dropping, literally physically dropping from all different directions. Um, anyway, yep. So let's subscribe on that. Uh, I'll tell you to enjoy the games because that's the corniest thing you can say, Mike Greenberg style. Because you don't get to enjoy the games unless I allow you to enjoy the game. So that's going to do it for today's Bottom Line Bombs. I'll be back uh, Monday. Remember, it's mo- every Monday and Wednesday, live, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, 2 sausage Chicago time, 1 Mountain, every Monday and Wednesday. So get those week game one bombs. Let's do it. Let's go fucking 10-0 and 0 again. Good night.